0: It's another edition of Making Money. The financial coach, Ron Hebert, joins us. And, Ron, we often talk about listeners making suggestions for shows or asking questions and sending them to us at our website at letsmakemoney.ca. And, and recently we've had a, a flurry of them, if you will. So we thought, well, let's do a question show. So that's where we're going to start this time around. And let's right out of the box here, let's go to question number one. This, this person was interested in knowing about the tax implications of having more than $100,000 in, $100, in foreign stock ownership in terms of possible penalties, penalties and additional taxes imposed. I guess it depends on the jurisdiction, doesn't it?
1: It really depends on the jurisdiction. In fact, most jurisdictions will have a withholding tax. Uh, one of the few jurisdictions which doesn't is uh, Britain. And so, you know, there's stocks that you can own, British stocks, for example, that don't have any withholding tax whatsoever. You know, companies like uh, Royal Dutch Shell, uh, they have dividends in the 4 to 5% range, and uh, you can hold them, and there's no government withholding tax on it. So the big issue for this reporting that you've got to do if you have more than $100,000 in, in foreign stocks, it's mostly for the U.S. government because they want to keep track of foreigners who have big positions in uh, US, U.S. companies, and that's for estate tax purposes. And estate taxes are taxes that are charged your portfolio after you die. So for 2023, when the value of an individual's worldwide assets exceeds $12.92 million, uh, those individuals would be required to pay U.S. estate tax based on the value of their assets. So the U.S. estate tax uh, has marginal rates that start at 18% and go as high as 40% for any assets um, above $1 million. So you have to remember that Estate taxes are not based on your income; they're based on your assets. So, if you have a uh, worldwide portfolio that's bigger than 12.9 million US, uh, you've got to be uh, you've got to be worried about this, and you need to sit down with an accountant and figure out how to restructure it. Now, this taxes board has been a political football for years. So, the Democrats always want to lower it; the Republicans always want to raise it. So at $12.9 million is the bogey people are looking at right now. But even a few years ago, it was about $5 million. So, you know, I have assets in the U.S. And I have real estate in the U.S. So I had to sit down with an accountant and work out how to structure those assets. You can put them in a corporation. You can spread them around among individuals. You can take big loans against them. You can set up a family trust. There's a bunch of things that you can do. And because this is a very complicated issue and it's based on your tax bracket and whether you're incorporated and a whole bunch of other issues, you really need to sit down and get some US tax expertise if you're a wealthy individual and you're holding US stocks. So you want to make that trip to the accountant before and not after you decide to buy a bunch of assets down in the US.
0: You know, and anecdotally, Ron, I have friends and acquaintances that have owned property down there. I know a good friend of mine is going through his brother lived in the states and passed away and left everything to him and his sister
1: it's a nightmare dealing with the irs (laughs) it's it's a nightmare it's 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 a total nightmare dealing with them and you want to make sure you have um your affairs lined up because they're not patient and they're not empathetic yeah in other words they couldn't care less about what your problems are pay your tax baby so Spend some time getting this sorted out, and if you've got a hundred thousand in U.S. assets and you've got a small portfolio, it's really nothing. It's really nothing to get worried about at all. And uh, so, would it be prudent to avoid buying U.S. stocks to that point, uh, up to that hundred thousand? Well, you know, I own about twenty-five percent of my portfolio in foreign stocks, and U.S. stocks uh, have a fifteen percent withholding tax. So I think it's important to know where to put this stuff so i tend to pay uh, put stocks that are u.s and pay high dividends i tend to put them in my rsp because there's a tax treaty with the u.s that if you hold dividend paying stocks in an rsp there's no withholding tax in other words you say 15 percent if you have u.s stocks that pay a high dividend in your cash account or your investment account uh, you can claim Uh, That the amount of U.S. dividend withholding tax against your Canadian income. So you get a good chunk of that back. But if you buy U.S. stocks that pay high dividends in your tax-free savings account, they'll deduct the withholding tax and you cannot claim it back. So you generally don't want to put these high-dividend-paying U.S. stocks in a tax-free savings account.
0: Okay, we have another question here, wondering about your take on Northwest Healthcare REIT. I expected them to drop, but not quite this much. Both of my kids' RESPs is in NWH. I expect it'll
1: be cutting dividends. Your thoughts, Ronald? Well, Northwest Healthcare REIT, and uh, I uh, have owned it for the last couple of years, and the reason I bought it is because they own hospitals and medical facilities globally. And I think that is a long-term business that we're going to see grow as health care costs uh, become a bigger and bigger part of the economy. And as people get older, they need more health care costs.
0: Yeah, demographics are, are a big part of that, right? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. you got the demographic wins at your, at your uh, back. But what's hurt this company is they've made a lot of acquisitions and most of the debt they carry gourds floating rate. So they didn't lock in the rates when they bought things. So when rates have gone up as of recently, they're paying a lot more in interest costs than they were currently. Also, in some of the places they've bought medical uh, facilities, especially some of the South American stuff like Brazil, those currencies have dropped a lot. So any income they get in, for example, Brazilian reals, when you convert it back to Canadian dollars, isn't nearly as much. So uh, currency has uh, hurt these guys as well. Its dividend per unit has stayed flat since 2010, so uh, you really shouldn't expect any growth, dividend growth out of these guys. They're trying to grow their assets. Now, some have uh, argued, like obviously our listener has been listening to some analysts who've been saying that there's a reasonable chance they could cut their dividends since uh, the, the metric they use for um, determining uh, cash flow of these units is called AFFO. And that's adjusted funds from operations. So if you see it, uh, you understand that it's just a different measure of profitability. And this AFFO has been hovering around or above its dividend payout recently. So that's where the feelings are come that this thing could actually cut its dividend. The upside is that it has a net asset value of $13 plus. And it's been trading in the $8 to $9 range recently. So uh, a lot of people are feeling that the assets are worth a lot more than its current trading price. So what does that mean? Well, it could uh, cut its dividend and struggle along for a number of years until uh, it gets it, it's able to solve its currency problems and it's able to lock in its debt, uh, which which I think will eventually happen. One of the things that could happen here, though, is we could see a takeover. And if you're a company on the acquisition route where you're looking for undervalued companies, um, you're probably going to stop and take a look at this one because, frankly, if you can get it in the 8 to $9 range and it has assets worth $13, uh, this could start making it a takeover target.
0: Okay, this next question is sort of a, a sign of the times that we're going into with higher interest rates. It relates to bonds. Somebody here has a corporate bond ETF, the iShares Core Canadian Bond ETF plan has been to just rebalance it annually if it's down in general or broad terms of investment strategy is it prudent to step out of corporate bonds when rates are going higher and staying higher or should i continue to hold
1: well for me gord i'm a big believer as just as you are in the 60 40 portfolio which means you have uh, 60% of your portfolio in equities, about 40% fixed income. And as you get older, that percentage can change. The uh, equity portion can drop some, and the fixed income portion increases, especially when you start getting in your 70s and 80s. But over the long term, this portfolio has earned about 1% less in total return than if you had all your money in the stock market. But it's done so with much less volatility, and volatility is your killer when you're retired. Because if you sit there and you've got 100% of your money in stocks, they drop by 50%. You're very unlikely to want to take out a lot of money at the bottom. You're gonna want to wait until it comes back. So you can have dreams of trips and things that you always wanted to take, and they end up getting put on hold sometimes for five, six years while you wait for markets to come back. So. In my case, I recommend holding a 60-40 portfolio over the long pole and adjusting the mix by rebalancing annually, as the listener talked about, bringing your weightings back into alignment. Because personally, I don't believe there's many people who are smart enough to trade in and out of securities and catching bonds and stocks at their top and bottom. Rebalancing is probably the closest you're ever going to get to be able to doing that strategy. So just rebalancing automatically changes uh, uh, and adjusts your mix as you go along where you're selling high and buying low. So I'd recommend just rebalancing once a year I think it's your best strategy.
0: Okay, final question here, uh, and this is a good one. Uh, if I purchase a stock that has a dividend, and we're big fans of those, as we've talked about many times on the show, will I be paid that dividend amount for as long as I own the stock, or does it change
1: well, as long as the dividend isn't raised or lowered, the dividend rate based on your purchase price, and we'll talk about that because that's very important, will remain the same. So, for example, if you buy a stock and you purchased it at $10, it pays a 50 cent dividend, you're getting a yield of 5%. Now, the stock can move up and down, but you paid on what you purchase it for, you're getting a yield of 5% on that thing. And you can obviously add more shares if you put it on a dividend reinvestment plan, which we're also big fans of. And so your yield isn't going to change based on your purchase price, but it will change based on the market price. So if the stock drops to $5 and you decide you'd want to buy some at $5, well, what you buy at $5 will give you a dividend of 10% because you've still got the 50 cent dividend, but the stock now is $5. So if you purchase it at that price, your yield based on your on this new purchase price is now 10%. Conversely, if the stock has a good run and goes to $20 and the dividend remains at $0.50 cents a share, but you're still excited about the company, you decide to buy more at that level, your dividend drops to 2.5% on the new shares you bought because $0.50 cents into $20 is 2.5%. So it uh, once you've um, you bought it based on your purchase price. If the dividend doesn't, isn't raised or lowered, that's embedded in stone. But the yield can go up and down based on the price of the stock at the time if you want to buy some more.
0: And I, I would think, Ron, because you know, I've held stocks like this for years, my, my take on it would be, take Company A. The price doesn't seem to go up much. They, they sort of They more or less protect the dividend. Is that correct in thinking that?
1: Yeah, especially if you own a company where the dividend has been paid out for a long time. Companies that become dividend aristocrats. And in Canada, the bar is pretty low. It's five years. But in the U.S., the bar is pretty high. It's 25 years. And out of the S&P 500, there's only about 60% of the uh, stocks in that entire index that have paid dividends and increased them 25 years in a row. Now, we do have stocks in Canada that have paid and increased dividends Or increase their dividends 40 years in a row. Fortis is one of them, Canadian Utilities is another. So once companies get a reputation of increasing their dividend year after year and they get a reputation of being very reliable, uh, they tend to attract a client base that buys and holds these things. And if you are Uh, the CEO of a company, that's exactly the kind of shareholder you want that's there for the longer term. So these kind of companies especially are really reluctant to start fooling around with their dividend, like caping it the same or even worse, cutting it. Because if they cut it, that alarms their shareholder base. And often these shareholders will sell and move elsewhere, which is the last thing they want. So in companies like that, one of the last things they'll do is cut their dividend. They have to get in pretty rough shape before they do that because they know it means the exodus of a lot of their loyal, long-time shareholders.
0: So there you go. Some questions that were sent to us. And if you have one that didn't get on the list here, keep them coming. Let's make money.ca or through the CFCW.com portal. You can reach us there and we will deal with them in an upcoming episode of Making Money. The financial coach is Ron Hebert. I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. We're back again next week with another edition. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.